Hello, swimmers and swimmettes from around the world. Here's another episode of Conversations with Coach Pedro. Well, this uh, young swimmer is 17 years old, Richima Tewari, senior at Limbrook High School. She is part of the swimming and water polo team. She has been uh, competitively swimming with DACA since the seventh grade. She also teaches at the DACA Swim School. Aside from swimming and water polo, she is involved with FBLA, a business club. She is also involved with the French Honor Society at a school. In her free time, she likes to hike and, of course, swimming. Rishima, you have a very pretty name, but uh, just to make sure that it's well pronounced, please, uh, can you repeat it for us? Rishima Tawari. And your age is? 17. Okay. Well, I know that uh, besides swimming, you also play water polo. That's why I do, uh, yeah. I was reading your uh, swimming as well, your intellectual resume. Very impressive because you're at a young age. So, swimmer would love to hear the story about swimming in your life. Yeah. So, when I was three, I first joined um, DACA's swim school and I went through all the ribbon levels, learned how to swim, and then after that I took a little break and in sixth grade I joined DACA's pre-competitive team and then I finally started competitive swimming in seventh grade. After that I joined my school's competitive team um, in ninth grade, I've been doing it every year since, and then in sophomore year, some of my friends were joining water polo, and I was a little apprehensive because I always thought I was not aggressive enough for a full contact sport like water polo, but decided to try it out, and I'm really glad I did because I do love the sport. I love how the team dynamic is really different from swimming because instead of racing against your teammates, you're actually working with them against another team. Yeah, I do really like the feeling um, yeah, just that team dynamic working together. And I really like the sport as well, surprisingly. I thought I would be, yeah, I thought it would be scary, but I do like it. <laughs> Very interesting. But anyway, uh, tell us, when did you start swimming? Like how old you were when you actually decided to continue with the sport? So when my older sister was little, um, she learned swimming at DACA Swim School. And so when I was three, my parents put me in the swim school as well. And I remember them telling me stories about how I was really scared to jump into the water at first. <laughs> but in the end, I ended up loving it. And ever since, I've been swimming. So I've been doing competitive swimming since seventh grade. And I swim on my school's competitive team as well. I started playing water polo in sophomore year. And I actually started teaching at the same swim school where I first learned how to swim. <laughs> um, I started teaching in my 10th grade, so 10 years later. <laughs> Tell me, when did you start teaching? Um, I started teaching, or well, I was hired when I was 14, but I only worked for about a month before I turned 15. And, yeah, uh, so 14, 15. Tell us a little bit about your experience as a teacher. Did you teach um, young children, and how was it? you can tell us a few words. 
Yeah, I actually taught little kids, so it was more learning how to swim. And it was a lot harder than I expected, because, I mean, to me, since I've been swimming so long, swimming feels intuitive, right? You just kind of right. move your arms. Yeah, it's like almost like second nature. But then for the kids that have never swam before, they don't know what to do at all. Sometimes it's really hard to tell them exactly how to move their arms and things like that. So it does take some time right. to get used to it, but right. I love teaching. That's so great, a young teacher. Uh, teaching the sport of swimming and now comes the most interesting part of your swimming life how did you get involved with open water swimming yeah so um, I have family friends Mathali and Anea who have been um, open water swimming for a long time and I've always been hearing stories about um, about open water swimming and Alcatraz swims from them and it always sounded really scary <laughs> really intimidating I never thought I could do it I didn't even know really it was an option because I thought you had to be this like crazy insane amazing swimmer in order to do it <laughs> and I was just a regular swimmer but then um, when I was in eighth grade my parents um, asked me if I was interested and I thought it was really cool even though it was really scary but at first I thought oh I don't think I can do it but they convinced me to give it a try and I was really curious about it, it did seem really cool so um, we went one day and um, I was really scared because in my head I was envisioning just me just me in the whole ocean and <laughs> that's all <laughs> but it turns out there are actually a lot of other people and everyone was really kind we have coaches we have kayakers so you're never really alone in the water and um every every practice we have a tradition of talking to the person next to you and i think that definitely helped to calm my nerves just having a conversation and asking for advice um and on my first day i was also with my swimmer and Oh, swimmer. <laughs> I was also with my sister and yeah. um, one of my friends from Club Slim, Monesty. Um, we all started on the same day. We didn't even plan it, but we all met there. So yeah, that definitely helped to kind of relax me a little bit more. And I had a lot of fun. At first it was really, really cold, um, but I've gotten used to that definitely at first. I was also surprised at how salty the water was. I think right now I barely even notice it, but at first I was like, oh, how do people swim in this water? <laughs> yeah, but despite all of that, I ended up really, really liking it. Tell me something, do you exchange swimming thoughts or notes with the rest of the young open water swimmers from our new wave of team under 17 from Waterwall Swim? Yeah, we actually do talk all the time. Um, Monesty also plays water polo, actually, um, and we were both team captains um, for our schools last year, so I saw her all the time at games, see her every week, text her sometimes. Yeah, and I see Anna and Nathalie a lot, too. Yeah, definitely. Talk to all of them. It's really nice to be able to kind of ask for advice and just share open water swimming struggles. <laughs> I know you have completed amazing swims with us. When did you complete the first Alcatraz? My first Alcatraz was, I'd say, almost four years ago now. Yeah, so when I was in eighth grade was the first one. I remember, I think my very first Alcatraz, um, not my first swimming event, because the first one was um, Golden Gate to St. Francis, but the first one um, on Alcatraz Island, or from Alcatraz Island, was actually the one that got pushed back because of the air quality back then. Right. And so it was like, near the end of November and it was really really cold right. Right. <laughs> and when I came out my hands were like frozen <laughs> that's the last one of the year too yeah <laughs> <laughs> and after your first Alcatraz and which other swim or swims were most challenging for you 
you swim with or without wetsuit or swims? Did you have any apprehension even the first time? Yeah, yeah, for sure. The first time I was really scared of before going, but after that first swim, I tried to do as many as I could. <laughs> I did a lot more Alcatrazes, and then I did an island, um, island to island, which I think is one of yeah. my favorites. Maybe after the bridge to bridge, island to island, it was a lot of fun. I still have um, the sea glass that I collected. Um, so yeah, it was, I think it was last year, um, we stopped at Angel Island and we collected some of the sea glass and I still have it on my windowsill. <laughs> yeah, so that was a really, really fun swim. And then I, yeah, after that I did the 10K for the first time um, two summers ago with a wetsuit and then I did another 10K last year's skin. Wow, that's very impressive, Rishima, that you already have two 10K under your belt. One without a wetsuit. I remember the bridge to bridge 10k. You saw without wetsuit. Many people don't even attempt a shorter distance without wetsuit. What do you do to focus on a long swim in cold water? Tell us the secret. Many would love to hear what is the recipe for that. Mm -hmm. So for the very first 10k, I was definitely really apprehensive because it was the longest swim by far that I'd ever tried to do. I think before that, um, the longest was Island to Island, which is, is that about? Yeah, so I was going from 2.5 all the way to 10, so I was definitely a little scared. But I also heard um, that we get, um, or the currents are in our favor for most of the swims, so I thought, right. you know, it should be okay. And then I also had a coach with me, um, so I wasn't too scared about swimming off course. So I just kind of steeled myself. I was like, you can do it. You just have to do your best. And the day was actually, it was a beautiful day. There was a lot of sun. The water was really warm. I think I remember it being 62 degrees, which is really, really warm. Yeah, it was a great, beautiful summer day. And so I went in and I just started swimming. And I think actually it was a lot easier than I expected for like the first half up till about Alcatraz. So from Golden Gate to Alcatraz, I was having a great time. I felt like I was going super fast. I felt really strong. After that, I started to be, or I started to get a little more tired, but I think it was still pretty much okay. But then, um, just outside, or just in front of the port of San Francisco, there was this huge back eddy, and we were stuck there for almost 40 minutes. I remember being so tired. I was just swimming and I thought, I'm almost there because it looked like it was so close. <laughs> the Bay Bridge, I thought it was right there. And then after like 10 minutes, I would look up and I was at the exact same place. <laughs> oh no, am I ever gonna get past it? But eventually after a lot of swimming, we did. And I remember that bridge to bridge, actually, I was swimming for almost three hours because of the back eddy. Yeah, I remember it was like two hours, 50 minutes. So I was exhausted at the end of it, but it felt really good to finish. And then last year's, um, or this past summer's was a lot better. It was a lot smoother in terms of no back eddies. <laughs> um, we didn't really run into any complications. It was a cloudy day this time and there were only 10 of us swimming, but it was, everything was fine, you know. There were a lot of kayakers to help us um, stay on course, and the currents were pretty strong. I felt pretty good about it. Yeah, so it was a pretty smooth swim. Let's talk about nutrition now. How do you prepare before a long, cold, open water swim? Let us know your personal preference on this subject, please. <laughs> I make sure to have a big breakfast or 
well not too big because I don't want to eat too much but I make sure to have a good breakfast like a balanced breakfast yeah. and then um, usually around when I'm swimming I drink a lot of protein drinks and I have like a lot of protein bars too afterwards yeah um, but besides that nothing too special oh I so, make sure to drink a lot of water too yeah well as per our conversation I can tell you have been a very busy young lady can you describe for us how do you handle your time or how do you manage your time with school and sports? Oh yeah, I think my junior year I was definitely so so busy because I had um, either swimming or water polo during the weekdays and then I'm also part of some clubs like um, FBLA which is a business club and design which is a fashion club and then French Honor Society and then I also had volunteering on Saturdays and work on Sundays. I was just so busy <laughs> for all of junior year and then all of that kind of stopped um, with the pandemic and with the shelter in place and everything right. and so all of a sudden I had all this time because I wasn't um, doing any swimming or anything but yeah definitely when I had all those other extracurriculars and things I was busy but I do think that having um, training and practices helped me a lot with time management like Okay, this is going to sound a little funny, but I feel like I was almost more productive during um, like swim or water polo season because I knew that I had practice and so I would try and squeeze in some work whenever right. I could like before and after practice and I would be really careful about managing my time but right. then during my off season it felt like I had so much free time and so it was exactly. a lot more <laughs> relaxed time, about all that and the time then goes faster <laughs> yeah it goes faster and then I'm right. like oh like <laughs> how did I run out of time already <laughs> yeah right and your resume Rishima, you mentioned that you were involved in fashion design. Is something that you like to consider as part of your professional future? I don't think, yeah, I don't think I'll go into fashion. I was actually planning on going into um, either environmental biology Bio or, yeah, environmental biology would be ideal but not every um, college has that major. So a combination of like biological sciences and environmental science. And uh, as a swimmer, you would be right in the perfect environment to study that, you know? Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. Part of yeah. the reason why I like it so much. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, great. Uh, now tell me, once in college, are you planning to continue with your favorite sport activities and also swimming? Um, I'm not sure if I will join a competitive team um, like for swimming in college because I know well, just in general, college swimming is really intense. Yeah, but I do definitely plan on doing open water swimming forever, for as long as I can. <laughs> and I also really want to try out triathlon someday. We'll see. And now, uh, tell me, uh, where are you planning to go to school? Uh, I'm not too sure, because um, results or anything haven't come out yet, but I've applied to a lot of the UC campuses, and then a couple of campuses on the East Coast, like Northeastern, um, Cornell, I see. Um, Boston University, Brown, yeah, things like that. And then, oh, I've also applied to Pomona in California. Yeah, so yeah. basically on opposite sides of the country, <laughs> on and both of the coasts. And your parents must be praying that you stay here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my mom really wants me to stay here. Now the fun part of this conversation. Do you like music or what kind of music is your favorite? Beside your multiple multiple obligations with your school. What type of music inspires you? 
I do, yeah. I listen to a lot of music. I always tell people that I don't really have much of a music taste because there isn't really like a specific genre that I really like. Um, just kind of like a lot of like a broad range of music. Um, but yeah, um, some of my favorite artists are Dodie Clark and Conan Gray. Have you heard of them? Yes, yes, <laughs> yeah. yes, I'm very and much. And then um, I also played, I used to play the flute. Um, I started in seventh grade. Rishima, after like, this conversation, many will probably will want to try open water swimming. What advice you want to give to someone thinking to give a try to swim in, in open waters or in the San Francisco Bay? <laughs> advice, huh? Um, I think the best advice I could give would be to not limit yourself because I feel like throughout the process of me getting into open water swimming, I always started off really scared. <laughs> like, I'm not sure if I can swim open, or I'm not sure if I can open water swim at all. And then it was, I'm not sure if I can swim skin because I'm always cold, you know, I might not be able to do it. And if I had just decided that I wouldn't be able to do it, you know, like I'm not a fast enough swimmer for that or I don't think I could handle it, then I would never be where I am right now. So I guess instead of limiting yourself, allow yourself to experience it and try your best and see how far you can go. Because I know people talk about like how much talent is like a factor in these things, but I feel like to some point, you know, no one really knows what like our body's limit is unless you really try and push it. Yeah. Well, we are getting to the end of our very interesting conversation. It has been a pleasure talking to you and the whole coaching team at Waterworld Swim wishes you the best in your future professional life. And we are hoping you will continue swimming in the oceans of the world. Anytime. Yeah, as long as I can. <laughs> and thank you very much for your time. An opportunity to talk to you. Thank right. you. So maybe we keep we keep talking, and maybe we're gonna be another update of your this conversation later on. Okay. Yeah, that'll be All fun. Right. <laughs> okay. Okay. Thank it you so much for having you. me. Yeah. Thank you, Regina, for having this great conversation with Coach Pedro, and give us all about your swimming history and your future swimming history too. Everybody, thank you. Um, we are hoping to see you back in the bay. <laughs>